Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Today is Wednesday, November 9th, the day after America's version of Brexit. Uh, We witnessed a miracle last night in the United States of America, and I just want to offer a few thoughts about it uh, today. Uh, And really just, we are praising the Lord. I went to bed last night with just tear-stained face and exhausted from prayer. Prayer is exhausting. If you guys have ever really uh, participated in spiritual warfare and prayed your guts out over something, uh, you recognize pretty quickly the warfare that we are engaged in. Uh, last weekend, I was uh, privileged to speak in Tampa for Fearless, my women's event that I do all over the country. We had around 300 women participate in that. It was such a privilege for me to teach these women what it means to follow God fearlessly in this generation. And really, we're learning a lot of lessons about that right now. And even as uh, Donald Trump has been declared the president-elect, the 45th president of the United States of America, we still have a lot to do as a church. Um, I've been praying, as my husband has been praying and our staff, that God would begin Uh, or would continue, rather, the work that he has begun in waking up the church in the United States and around the world. The church has been asleep. And I think what we saw yesterday was a waking up, was the church saying, oh my goodness, we need to cry out to God. Last night, as we were watching the election results unfold, and we had sort of prepared for this, you know, we all the pundits were saying, every single news outlet was saying that Trump was going to lose. Every single one. And when the uh, return started coming in last night, even though the first three states that we saw were called for Trump, they were still saying, he's not going to win, he has a very small chance. And I started to feel uh, despair, truly, and despondent. I was thinking about the Supreme Court and thinking about uh, Hillary Clinton's plan to open up our borders to unvetted illegal immigrants by the tens of thousands. Now, hear me out because I am not an anti-immigration. I mean, we are a nation of immigrants, but we have an entire group of people around, across the world rather, that want us dead. And they are infiltrating the refugees that come to this nation. And so we need to be wise. The Bible talks about being wise all throughout scripture. We are called to love. We are called to speak truth. We are called to be wise. And I have been fearful for our nation because we have been being led by men and women who are not acting in the best interest of this nation. And so many times what we're seeing happen is we're sacrificing uh, what should be wisdom and the government's role, which is to protect its citizens on the altar of uh, progressivism, on the altar of what I would call a misguided compassion. And so we had a lot on our hearts last night as we were praying and have been. And uh, two days ago, 
my husband and I, we decided we're taking Monday and Tuesday off school with our kids. We were fasting on Monday and teaching our children what that means and why we do it. And I gave my kids an opportunity to write out prayers and draw pictures and just really seek the Lord. And I shared about that in a live Facebook feed yesterday over at The Busy Mom. But what was so interesting to me last night, and this will probably be something that I never forget. I don't think our family will forget it. Uh, everyone was here except for our son who was working last night. Uh, we had uh, some of our, a couple of our staff members at the house last night, and there was an attitude in our home of just asking God for mercy. We were crying out for mercy and realizing we don't deserve it. We have the blood of the unborn on our hands in this nation. We've been celebrating what God calls sin. We deserve the wrath and judgment of God. And I believe, I'm not saying that Donald Trump is the Savior. I mean, Donald Trump might be the President of the United States, but Jesus Christ is our Lord, isn't he? King of kings and Lord of lords. Uh, I want to be known for loving Jesus. I want to be known for living for Jesus and proclaiming the name of Jesus. And part of the reason why we were so passionate about this election is I truly believe, based on the things that Hillary Clinton said, that she would have squelched religious freedom in this country to a level that we have not seen before. And so that was part of the reason that we were crying out. And so as the early returns came in and the pundits were so discouraging, I could feel myself just feeling despair over what they were saying and the things they were saying. And so we went downstairs. Oh, you know, we've got grandkids running around our house. Our youngest daughter is uh, right around six years old. And so, you know, our house sounds a little bit like you know, a zoo with kids running all over the place and yelling and screaming and playing with each other and uh, nieces and nephews playing with each other and grandchildren. And uh, so the adults went downstairs uh, with uh, our mom and we sat around in the kitchen and we decided just to stop listening to the news and start praying. And that's exactly what we did. For quite a while, we sat around and we prayed and we poured our hearts out to the Lord and we basically begged for mercy. We were like, Father, forgive our nation. Help your church to be who you said we are. Salt and light. Help us to live truthfully before you. Help us stop sacrificing truth on the altar of mercy. Help us to be merciful and truthful. And as we prayed, my daughter, Savannah, sitting on the couch next to me in the kitchen, and uh, she was crying, and I was crying. Our hearts were so heavy because we recognize this is one of those moments in history where we are being given grace that we do not deserve. We don't deserve it, and we recognize that. And so as we prayed last night, um, and just ask the Lord to sort of buoy our spirits. And we said, Father, no matter what happens tonight, we are going to serve you. We will stand for righteousness in the gener in this generation. We will stand for truth in the culture. We will we will stand uh, on behalf of the unborn, and we will stand for the truth of the Word of God. When so many in the church are walking away from it right now, because it's the popular thing to do in the culture, even in the Christian culture. And when we were done praying, my uh, my husband's mom, and we all live together, you guys have heard me talk about this uh, on my podcast before, but Jerry looked at me and she said, you know, Heidi, it. Uh, I was reading in Nehemiah about what, uh, when, when Nehemiah realized they were in trouble, like the walls of Jerusalem were gone. And he was saying, he looked around and he said, God, you see the trouble that we're in. And God's response to Nehemiah 
when Nehemiah approached the throne of God and said, what do you want me to do? God said, sing, sing praise, sing praise to the Lord. And when Jerry said that to me, when she, when she spoke those words, I just, it was almost like a, a jolt from heaven. I was like, that's what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> we're, we're not supposed to listen to the news and listen to the pundits. We're supposed to call out to God. We're supposed to say, we love you. We serve you. You, Father, are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the Lord of heaven's armies. We serve you. We love you. Thank you for what you're doing. We trust you. We trust you in the middle of a storm. We trust you no matter who is elected. And all of a sudden, the tone in our home began to change. And we kept the television on, but we turned the sound off and we cranked the praise and worship music in our home. And we stood around and arms raised, singing, shouting sometimes to the Lord. We were crying out every time a, a, a map would come up and it would show uh, that one way or the other, you know, was happening. We would begin to pray over that state. So as the results were coming in from Florida, we were praying for Florida. We were praying, Father, we are interceding on behalf of the state of Florida. We are interceding on behalf of North Carolina. Father, we are interceding over Michigan. We are praying over Michigan. And we began just to praise the Lord. And as we did, we began to see things change. And I posted on Facebook, some of you follow me. Uh, thank you for those of you who have been kind to me this season. I really have appreciated the kindness of strangers in such a contentious election. Uh, but as I would, every once in a while, I would open my eyes and I would stop praying. And it was amazing to see this wave of red just flooding the map. And my, my kids were watching with astonishment. Uh, my adult children, my son-in-law, we were all just, and, and we just kept singing and praising. And I put it out on Facebook and I, I told uh, the people who were uh, following me on Facebook, I said, listen, Worship is warfare, and this is warfare. The United States of America has been a beacon for the free world since its inception, and we have we were we were founded on biblical principles. The men and women who uh, led our country so many years ago loved the Lord. Most of them did, and we were like, Father, bring us back to that. So we started claiming Pennsylvania in the name of Jesus. And I said uh, to those people who are following me on Facebook, I said, listen, you guys, let's, if you're worried, let's stop worrying and let's start worshiping. Let's start worshiping. Worship is our warfare. And so just like the people of uh, Israel marched around the city of Jericho and blew their trumpets and shouted praises to the Lord, and they watched the walls of Jericho come down. I believe that that's what happened in the United States last night. We watched the walls of Jericho come tumbling down. There is power, men and women, in your prayers. The, the Bible says that a prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Worship is warfare. And so when you feel discouraged, uh, I want to just encourage you again, don't ever forget what we saw happen uh, on election night in 2016 in the United States of America. People started sending me pictures from all across the country. One of these, my favorite ones uh, was from a woman named Summer. And she said, Heidi, we're praying here with you. We even sang the national anthem. And her kids are standing, her kids standing in front of their television, praising the Lord and singing praises to God. Uh, Amy 
from uh, Florida said, um, we are singing praises with our girls. It is so powerful. We will never forget. We live in Florida and we are singing praise to God over Florida. And y'all, you sing and guess what happens? Heaven moves. You move, your prayers move the God of heaven into action. The Bible tells us that God is slow to anger, abounding in love. And the, and the Psalms teach us that when you pray, God literally bends down to listen. And I believe that we saw that in a powerful way last night. As we turned our worry into worship and people started uh, texting me and posting from all over the country, uh, Father, forgive us. We worship you. We praise you. We're not going to listen to the pundits anymore. We're going to listen to the powerful message of Jesus Christ, and we're going to commit ourselves to sharing the message of the cross. And I guess that's what I want to uh, encourage you to do as we go forward. We need to continue to pray for our nation. We need to continue to pray for uh, for Donald Trump. I am praying for his salvation. My husband and I prayed again for it this morning. Uh, I don't know if he's saved or not, but I know he's surrounded by men and women who are definitely born again. And I am praying that those people will have influence over who God has raised up to be the next president of the United States. There are going to be difficult times ahead for the country, but we have just seen a move of God such as this nation has not seen for generations, for generations. We need not to forget it. We need to remember it. Worship is warfare. I was thinking this morning, you know, I woke up kind of, I feel like I have an election hangover. <laughs> like I had a headache. I was tired. I think just the stress of it uh, certainly begins to take its toll. But I woke up in such an attitude of prayer uh, this morning. I, the first thing I did, again, as soon as I realized, oh my goodness, I checked the news just to make sure it was really true. And then I just started crying again. Father, you've been so merciful. Help us not to forget. The Bible says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. The victory, men and women, is not found in a president. The victory is found in Jesus Christ. Jesus is who brings the hope and change this nation desperately needs, but we need good leaders in order to create an environment in which we can share the gospel freely. And I believe that last night's victory uh, was definitely uh, part of that process, but I am praying for the church. I am praying that God's children will not take this as an opportunity to get lazy, but rather that we would realize the cliff that the Lord of Heaven's armies literally pulled us back from last night, and that we will serve the Lord with incredible fervor and devotion, that we would be known for love. Listen, we need to be known as men and women who follow Jesus for love, that we love our neighbor, that we love each other. I am praying that God will heal our nation, and I am praying that the church will once again be exactly who God says we are, which is salt and light, to bring the message of the cross to a world that needs it. Um, I want to encourage you, continue praying. Pray in the Spirit. Pray that God would continue to bless this nation, the United States of America. I want to read Psalm 8 to you. O Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. Your glory is higher than the heavens. You have taught children and infants to tell of your strength, silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. 
when I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you set in place? What are mere men that you should think about them, human beings that you should care for them, yet you made them only a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor? You gave them charge over everything you made, putting all things under their authority, the flocks and the herds and all the wild animals, the birds in the sky and the fish of the sea, and everything that swims the ocean currents. Our Lord, our Lord, how your majestic name fills the earth. Or as I was taught in school, our Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. We need to give God praise today and recommit ourselves as a church to follow in Jesus. I'll be back on Friday, uh, but I hope that you'll just join me today in just praising the Lord together and thanking Him for what He's done. Men and women, we need to be the church. Even so, come Lord Jesus. I'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.